definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, what's happening? Happy Hump Day. Good morning and welcome on to the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Brought to you as always by Happy State Bank alongside Jeffrey Haxton. I'm Choice Woodman. Lucas White across the way taking care of us. You two can hit us up. Dots, comments, questions, hopes, dreams, celebrations, whatever you got, bring it in on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. Through that 100.7 The Score mobile app. I think I broke my... Did you break something? Mic stand. That didn't take long. It's all right. We're here with you for the uh, next three oh, hours monkey. or so. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, uh, we got a uh, action-packed show today. The Tiny Wheel is back upon us. I'm actually excited about it this time. I don't know why. I'm just pretty happy. Uh, Tiny Wheel. It is... Uh, I was thinking it was your birthday. That's tomorrow, right? Yeah. Okay. So you get a little birthday present with that. We do have... Joe Hughes' birthday today. Joe Hughes? Yeah. He got a good birthday present earlier in the week. He sure did. Nice little bump on the uh, the old resume. Yeah. He, uh, he's known this, this is going to happen for a long time, but to have it... And a press release and yeah. out to the public and your picture and all that stuff is fun. Yep. It nice is nice dopamine hit there. For sure. Uh Bob Seeger Day, so we're turning the page, looking towards the Baylor Bears. We'll uh take it from a few different angles. We need the we need the music on Turn the Page Day, don't we? Definitely. Except that w- That was right. Okay. I don't know why I was thinking. What that my song was wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's that's right. At first, it sounded like you're going like Hollywood Nights or something, but that's a lot more upbeat. No, uh, no. What what I thought you were doing is like a rock. That's another uh, slow one by old. Yeah, completely different silver, sounding. Silver Bullet Band. I know. <laughs> I'm all over the place, man. <laughs> How about them Rangers? Hey, choice didn't take some. I thought Sneed went way overboard yesterday. Of course by the he way. did. Good gravy. It's Sneed. He doesn't do anything halfway. He he goes two feet in and then finds someone else's two feet and puts those in as well and and then takes his whole family in with him as well. So I mean that's that's how Sneed does things. So he went overboard, but hey, it was a win. People want to credit Sneed, good for you. I don't care. The freaking Rangers won. <laughs> Uh, got to do it one more time. Josh Young got the games. first knock. Yep. Uh, Game-winning well, RBI. He didn't get a knock, but he knocked the ball down the right field line he did into what the supposed to. right fielder's glove to get a sack fly. Get on the board first. Who knew defense was going to play such a factor? <laughs> Rangers' defense was great. The yeah, Rays were terrible. Rays were just all out of sorts. So uh, that was that was awesome. Rangers get a four to nothing win over the Rays. Not over yet, but, man, definitely in the catbird seat for this series. Got uh, two tries to win one. I hope they just knock it out today. Yeah, if it does get to tomorrow, I get, I get a little nervous. 
But uh, if the Rangers can take care of that, it'd be great. Rays, uh, I think, lo- the uh, smallest. Did you see this? Smallest crowd? postseason crowd. Looked like there was no one there. Nineteen thousand seven hundred four. You know the last. I think that was probably being a little kind. The smallest crowd since since what hacks? COVID. Well, okay, not not counting COVID. Nineteen hundred and nineteen. Woo! Over a hundred years since postseason game has seen a crowd that small. They don't deserve a team in Tampa Bay. That's ridiculous. They just approved a new stadium and new digs and all that, but good grief. 19,704 for a postseason game. It just looked very matter-of-fact. It just kind of felt like a regular season game, but, I mean, you know what's on the line, and um, gosh. I mean, maybe that's, just, maybe that's the reason the Rangers... They went ahead and popped bottles, and they are like, hey. <laughs> Oh, we got the raise. Yeah. We're good. If we lose, we got the raise, so... No, but seriously, that's probably why the why the Rangers are six and zero there because it's the the smallest or least home crowd advantage there is in in Major League Baseball. It's like playing on a neutral side almost. Yeah, so uh, we'll take it. If you're a Rangers fan, gotta be happy today. But gotta try again, same time, same place as Texas took out the Rays in St. Petersburg yesterday. We'll take a look around the uh, the baseball landscape. Hey, I've got a big time on this day. On this day. Oh, I I already know this October 4th. I love it. 1992. I love this one. Blue Jays' Joe Carter drives in rookie Derek Bell's Jeep onto the surface. Yeah, brand new Jeep. The look on Derek Bell's face. This is like Impractical Jokers before Impractical Jokers. Oh, absolutely. So Carter Carter pretends that there's a giveaway. I think he gets the PA guy in on this. Yeah, oh yeah. Gets the PA guy in on this, pretends that they're going to give away <laughs> rookie Joe, Derek Bell's. Joe's just smiling. Yeah, so he drives it in, pretends they're going to give away rookie Derek Bell's new Jeep. And you got to think, he probably spent a good chunk of his his rookie paycheck on this. He's all happy, and he's like, what? Like, the look on Bell's face is just dumbfounded. Like, can he really do this? Like, they're really doing this to me? <laughs> this was one of the greatest pranks ever. Oh, I love that one. So yeah, on this day. So was this was this a playoff game? No, just last game of the regular season. Okay, it was really late. That's a perfect time for it. Last game of the regular season. Ninety two. Did the Blue Jays were were they World Series champs that year, or was that ninety three? Sir, I think it's ninety three. Ninety three uh... that Carter hit the hit the bomb, the walk off. I think it was ninety three. So those were good times for the Blue Jays fans, but that is one of the best <laughs> best pranks ever. Um, happy uh, happy birthday to the boy, man! You know, PB has made it to twelve. Did you think he'd make it? To Donkey far? made it absolutely. Okay, so you, you every time you have a birthday, you're like, I don't know. I can't believe I made it. I can't this believe far. I made it this far. 12 years old for the uh, the donkey, so happy birthday to him. Get a little football action for his birthday? Hope so. It's supposed to rain like crazy again. Scheduled for some football at least. By the so. way, Fields of Faith postponed tonight. If oh, yeah. That was a good PSA. to to uh, Friendship postponed to a later date. It's supposed to be at People's Bank. Yeah, normally they held this at Jones Stadium. 
uh, but it's a People's Bank this year because of the construction going on at Jones Stadium. And I guess now they'll wait to have it at People's Bank uh, out in Wolferth because of uh, projected rain tonight. How's it possible to get any more? I did check the rain gauge when I got home yesterday. 4.2. 4.2 at the house. It was, My lawn looks the best it has all year. It's crazy, isn't it? Yep. And I think Lubbock's the greenest that I've seen it all year. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty green right now. Yeah. In October. And there's still folks out way. I mean, I saw Sudan didn't get a thing. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it just... It Sudan got point one. Yeah. We got three. But then there's other times where other communities yeah. have gotten that kind of rain and we haven't, so... Been pretty good this year as a whole. All right. We look at the headlines. Coming up next, tell you where you can catch the Rangers, high school fans, zone, other things. Coming up momentarily. It is the end of the bench till noon on 100.7 score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score. It's time for a few headlines. What you need to know, part of the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Jeff Haxton, yours from the First United Bank studio. We will uh, have a tiny wheel spinning about 15 minutes from now, but right now time to fill you in on a few of those headlines, starting off with those Texas Rangers who won 4-0 yesterday over the Tampa Bay Rays in St. Petersburg. Uh, Rangers get an early run from Josh Young on a sacrifice fly. Actually squandered quite a few opportunities in this game. There were <laughs> there were a lot more runs to be had. Saving it for today. I hope so. I hope so. But uh, didn't need any more than just that one from Josh Young as Jordan Montgomery. I think he has been the biggest pickup out of almost any team at the trade deadline. Montgomery has been excellent since moving over from the Cardinals. Um, <clears throat> he has been a huge key to Rangers' success down the stretch and uh, helps him out in the playoffs yesterday. I saw a stat that was pretty uh, astounding to me, that Montgomery just became the fourth pitcher in the modern baseball era, I believe, to for in the first game of a playoff series to throw... Seven shutout innings as a starter. Wow. Yeah, it, I I was shocked that it was that few, but... It's a good thing he's pitching against the Rays. It is a good thing. So, uh, he was excellent. Hopefully, Nathan Evaldi can do the same thing for the Rangers today. It'll be a 2 He's a pretty big guy. He made that nice little dive and catch, that, too. That was very impressive. Got his body moving towards the line. Yeah. Laid out. You never know. It. I mean, it, that thing might have had enough spin on it to go foul. It would have. If but he doesn't, probably. You yeah. can go get it. You go get it. But he makes that play, and it was a, a fantastic play by Montgomery. Uh, Rangers win that one 4 nothing. They'll try to do it again and go for the series sweep in the three-gamer over the Rays. Today, first pitch at 2.08. First, or, uh, pre-game starts at 1.30. You can catch it on Double T 97.3. Later tonight on Double T 97.3, we'll have Cowboys crosstalk is uh Cowboys will get to talk about the 38 to 3 drubbing win from uh Sunday. Cowboys have outscored the opponents hacks. Yeah, I'm sick of picking the Cowboys cuz I can't pick them. I can't pick which lane they're going to be in. Yeah, I'm uh, over the last 3 on those. So so Dallas has uh, outscored its opponents in the wins 
what do we what do we say? One oh thirty-eight plus the uh is it seventy I think it's one oh eight to uh thirteen. One oh eight to thirteen in the in the winds this year. What the heck happened in Arizona? Like that's just um We'll get into the Cowboys a little bit because they got a big one coming up. But Cowboys crosstalk tonight at 7 o'clock. High School Fan Zone, also yours here on 100.7. The score, Friendship, Lubbock Cooper, and Liberty Cooper coaches will come in and join Tommy Wood in the First United Bank studio and chat about their teams a little bit. Tonight where Jeff Haxton will be. we got a little volleyball going on at United Supermarkets Arena. Uh, Texas Tech takes on UCF for the first time as a conference foe. Be a six o'clock first serve. This has been a team that is uh, completely different at home than they have been on the road. Zero and five on the road, seven and two at home. Um, With a win over a top twenty team. Yeah, this team is has been uh, pretty impressive at home. So hopefully that trend continues. Um, they will take on the Knights tonight at six o'clock. Uh, Tech Golf finished up play at the Ben Hogan Collegiate Invite. They finished in 13th place at 18 over par. Um, Tech Softball was supposed to play something tonight, but just now getting this. uh, Postponed its game against Odessa College that was scheduled tonight due to potential rain. Game will be rescheduled for a later date. And uh, they must be thinking it's going to really. It must be coming. Like if they're really rain. Watch tonight will be the night it doesn't rain at all. Swinging a miss, right? I mean, because we there wasn't really anything projected for the the night it certainly not anything like inches. what we got. And uh, now I know these apps don't tell you everything. It's showing like fifty percent chance on on the old app right now, but I don't know they they must have the. Uh, the system's showing a lot more than that. And uh, Texas Tech soccer hacks moves up to number seven in the polls. That is the uh, highest ranking, obviously, this year as Tech gets into the top ten. But the ironic thing, a tie for seventh place in the coaches' poll with Brigham Young University. BYU. So uh, BYU and Tech tied there, and they will play each other coming up on Thursday night, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. You two can join us. What are thoughts, comments, questions you have coming in? Bring them in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, yesterday, other scores in Major League Baseball. Minnesota beat Toronto 3-1. to Arizona rallied to beat Milwaukee 6-3. to And Philadelphia beat Miami 4-1. to So I think the underdog won in three of four games yesterday. I believe the underdog uh, takes three of four of those. And now... Uh, all of them will be back in action today. Did you see the National College Athletics Association has uh, released some news? Portal? Portal news. Shrinkage? Portal I mean, shrinkage? <laughs> definitely a horse name. Portal shrinkage, correct. Uh, the NCAA has shrunk, shrunk the window for Athletes to enter the transfer portal. Division One Council. We kind of knew this was coming, but uh, they make it official this morning. Uh, they approved changes to the transfer portal windows that will shrink the number of days for student athletes to enter the 
their name into the portal. The rule change will impact all sports and give players 45 total days throughout the year to enter their names in the transfer portal. Each sport has the 45 total days, but will be divided differently by sport. For example, before this rule change, the window for football would open the day after college football playoff teams are announced, which was December 4th, and would stay open for 45 days. And then they had another 45 on top of that in the spring. So this goes to 45 total. Uh, Division One Council had proposed changes to the portal in January that would have seen a reduction from 60 to 30, but voted Tuesday instead to shrink it to 45. Good thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah, there's no need. This Simplification. Well, you can you can make your decision. It's not taking yes. away the rule. You can make your decision. It shrinks the possibility. Not shrinks the possibility. It shrinks the window time for tampering where teams can be like, well, that – well, he just went in the portal here, or this happened that made him go in the portal. It just it makes it a smaller window for tampering. Not saying it's going to to eliminate it by any means, but yeah, I I completely agree. Forty five days is plenty of time in a in a full year to uh, make your decision whether you want to hop to another school or not. So, hey, a good move by the NCAA. Transfer portal shrinks to five days. <laughs> Man, can you imagine the, dun, 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 the dun, craziness dun, with coaches and players? Social media those days would be lit up. Oh, my god! I've decided to put my name in the transfer portal times 10,000. Yeah. No kidding. All right, keep hitting us up. <clears throat> Whatever thoughts, comments, questions you got, bring those in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. How does Tampa not support that team? They are contenders every year with no payroll. I've always wondered the thing, same thing. I'm not for taking teams away from places that are, that support. I, I, if you support your team and you get robbed because some rich guy wants to bring you to a bigger city, that really that's terrible. But if you're not going to support, why would why would an owner want to keep you there? And they've they've decided to keep them in Tampa Bay, or I guess in St. Petersburg. They've chosen to keep them because they announced what was it two weeks ago, the brand new facility that looks pretty amazing, billions of dollars to pour into this team that fans don't support for. Same thing for the A's. The A's was a little different because they wouldn't put any money into the stadium, but they. They tried to build a new one several times over in Oakland, and it wouldn't work. So I guess the A's is – I mean, they, they didn't support them there, so they moved to Las Vegas. I don't know. It's just it, – it baffles me. Playoff games are supposed to be sellouts. They're supposed to be. It's the best time of year. Or some interest, at least. Something, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's crazy to look and see that crowd yesterday – have little to no impact on who do you want to play the opposing Lucas? team? I personally want to play the Rangers. Okay. I think there's better pitching with the Rays overall. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Moving on to our number two. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Jeff Haxton, yours 
From the First United Bank studio, Lucas White across the way handling us once again today. You can keep hitting us up. Your thoughts, comments, questions, all welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We're talking some Texas Tech football. I got a Cowboys question for the group that we'll uh, get to in a little bit as well. Also, uh, drive through stats, subtle reminders that you're old, you know, all the good stuff. I don't need any subtle reminders. You don't need any subtle nah. reminders? Have you seen all the lines for this week's uh, uh, games? Nope. Chuck tells us we're experts, apparently. On yeah, all, all every the time lines. lines come up on the uh, morning drive, like you can, it gets you, attributed to us. You can literally just go look on ESPN, and it'll tell you what the line is. Chuck, just just letting you know. Okay, so we're, we're no experts, but... We are experts. But we are experts. All right, <clears throat> just quizzing you on what you think the lines are. Uh, we got a Friday night game this week. You're obviously aware. Kansas, Nine something. Kansas Ten. State, Oklahoma State. Uh, it is minus twelve in 12. favor of the road team. Kansas Should State. Should be about twenty five. Nah. Yeah. So you're locking it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Well, K State. You lock it up. You lock it up. All right. Uh, OU Texas. Oh. Which you've already seen this. Yeah, one. Texas. What? It was six and a half. Yeah, six and a half is where it's sitting right now. Central Florida, Kansas. This one's in Where's Lawrence. It um, KU minus six. It's only minus two and a half. I was a little surprised at that one too. Only minus two and a half. Oh, they must. Daniels. Oh, Bean's still. Yeah, Bean's still started. Yeah, there you go. That, that does make. That's sense. all it. That's yeah. all it takes right there. I'm not sure I wouldn't pick Central Florida right now. I mean, they've got a backup quarterback, but. I don't know. Iowa State, TCU. Where's it at? Ames. Ooh. Night game two. TCU minus two? It's six and a half, TCU. Yeah. What is going on here? Uh, And then, obviously, the Tech-Baylor one sits where it was yesterday. One point in favor of the Red Raiders. This one opened... Baylor, but uh, has moved to Tech and hung there. 59 the over-under All right. that game. Athletic trainer Woodman, put your percentage of health for Baron Morton. Just guessing. Yeah, I really don't know. I don't we know. don't know, but just guessing. This is a pure guess, I would say. Um, and this is basing off of what I saw Saturday. Uh, I, I think he's got to be at least 75% to throw the way he threw it. Like, I get... To, I, from what I understand, I think this is a pain management thing. Like, I don't think he's able to tear it, tear anything, or like I don't think they're putting him in harm's way if him playing keeps him from being healthy later. Because then it doesn't make sense. You'd rather him get healthy right now and then have a healthier version of him later. So, I, I think he's got to be at least seventy-five percent to be able to throw as well as he did on on Saturday. Now we didn't see him have to unleash one fifty yards down the field, right? But he made a couple of well, longer I think he throws. Turned a few of those down, though. He might have. Yeah, I think when you hear Kitley, like I heard Kitley's comments this morning on the morning drive, and it was all kind of, "Hey, let the guys around you help." I mean, there was a lot of language, yeah, that you may be able to interpret depending on who you are, sure, as to his health. What I think his health is, is going to determine who I pick to win the game. 
Yeah. Okay. I think his health. I think he's healthy enough right now, but I I don't know what that looks like. I think they won't take the same approach as they did last week, where it's hey he doesn't throw a pass until game time. But I think there's probably a lot less passes than a normal game week still for him. Like they're limiting the total number of of throws he would make in practice. Um. All right, so Red Raiders and Bears as we start to to Bob Segret and turn the page. Something's Texas Tech's going to have to find a way to get one on the road. You just have to. And the, there's one thing that's been the theme problem on the road for Texas Tech, and that's the offense. For whatever reason, in the Joey McGuire, Zach Kitley era, your offense hasn't traveled. Not, not very well at all. You scored 24.2 points per game in the seven road games you've played in the Joey McGuire era so far. This year, specifically, you've scored you scored 33 against Wyoming and 13 against West Virginia. The 33 against Wyoming is skewed, though, because you had 20 points in regulation of that game. So... I mean, you, you've scored 16.5 points in regulation in your two roads games. 41.2 points per game at home. Oh, man. Golly. We're, we're legitimately talking about a difference of 17 points per game. That's a big number. Two touchdowns, two two points. 17 points per game difference. That's a lot. That's huge. Holy cow. It's not, so it's just, I, I don't know why the offense hasn't traveled. Very strange. Very strange. Now, and you've got other things going on with this game, too. Baron Morton's worst game of the year last year, hands down, the team's worst game of the year. Baylor. Baylor. He, he looked terrible. Yeah. I think he threw p- three picks in that game. Um, Baron Morton had by far his worst game of the year against the Bears last year, for whatever reason. So Baron probably has a little chip on his shoulder for this this particular game to to try to get right. Um, that's one thing feeding into it. Obviously, the Joey McGuire connection with Baylor. There's a lot of different storylines going into this weekend. You got two, two, and three teams essentially fighting for their hopes this weekend, too. Yeah, I mean, two teams that have had banged up leaders. Uh, Texas Tech shut out. Uh, Barron a little beat up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shapen. Out, shaping back. Um, the coaching staffs just kind of intertwine. There's so many uh, similarities. Can you figure out how to score on the road? I, I it, here again. It's Wednesday, but my feeling right now is Texas Tech is a better football team in all three phases, mm-hmm. and will lose. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I have no feel for this game right now as we sit on Wednesday. Because I think maybe you turned a corner this past weekend. Maybe you figured a few things out as a whole. But at the same time, until you win a, a game on the road more than just a 14-10 to 10 win over a fairly bad Iowa State team last year, good defense but overall bad team, I don't know what to think. I, I really don't. 
can you get one on the road? I hope the answer is a resounding yes, because I completely agree with your statement. The Tech is better in all three phases. The two versions of two and three teams we've seen, Tech has been a better football team, but they're still sitting there with the same record. We'll see. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Onward to hour number three. Hope you're having a great hump day. It is the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Powered by Happy State Bank, as usual. Now yours on television, Fox 34 News Now. As usual on the AM dial, 950, the number you need for that. Alongside Jeff Haxton, I'm Choice Woodman. Lucas White, back behind the glass, handling us. You can keep hitting us up. Whatever you got, bring it in on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions specifically. A little less than 45 minutes out from Ask the Benchwarmers. So if you got any questions, we will answer them to the best of our abilities. Coming up at that time. Still plenty to get into. I've got the uh, subtle reminders that you're getting old. Nice. Okay, Saks was mad enough at me. Um, but I have a question. A Dallas Cowboys question for okay. the... The group. So the Cowboys, as I mentioned earlier, have outscored, and this is my own personal math, so take it for what it's worth, outscored the opponents 108-13. to 13. Is that right? Yeah, still? Okay. Something like that. 108-13 to 13 in their wins this year. Just obliterated them. Had that weird game in Arizona that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, Are the Cardinals the best team that the Cowboys have played? That wasn't the question, but... Are they the best team that the Cowboys have played to this point? No. And they're better, they're worse than the Patriots. I think the, the Patriots line up and beat them. But, but you handed Bill Belichick the worst loss of his career. Which is saying something. The Cowboys have largely played really good in the wins. They had that one anomaly so far. They sit at three and one right now. But now the schedule gets more real. You go to San Francisco and have the Sunday night game against the 49ers. Right. Coming into the season, most people predicted, hey, it's it's Eagles, 49ers, top two teams in the NFC. Next tier, a lot of people had the Cowboys right there. Some had even the Lions in that, that conversation. But so far it's been pretty chalky for what most people have thought. That being said, you get a chance to go prove something or a chance to, to play against a real team. Is there more emphasis on this game for the Cowboys because of who you are playing and because this is the team that's kicked you out of the playoffs the last two years? I know it's a regular season game, and usually these are treated pretty equally, especially non-division games. But is there anything extra for this game? I think Should there be? I don't know if. I mean, it seems like every year that you line up these two logos, it's going to have a little bit more mm-hmm. punch to it. So I don't know from year to year if it means a whole lot. Now, if you had two teams that weren't any good, I mean, it would it was like bragging rights type situation. But I think you got two of the best teams in the NFL yep. that are going to clash. And so if I were the Dallas Cowboys, I'd have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder because they have to see all the love that the 49ers get. And I think they get that love for just reasons. Um, 
Purdy's done an amazing job being just a plug and play guy. Wasn't he twenty up, for twenty one on yeah, Sunday too? Just, that was crazy. Well, he's he's undefeated in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Not Mr. bad, Mr. Irrelevant. Not bad for Mr. Irrelevant. Not bad at all. Um, McCaffrey is a you know star. Yeah. Um, Debo's a star, and then you turn around and you've got that defense to play against. So, I think the Cowboys ought to have that idea of this is a. Uh, if we want that kind of a claim, if we want that mm-hmm. kind of talk on all of the um, fake debate channels and the ESPNs of the world, then we need to go in there and take it. Yeah, I think. Plus, not that this you would project this or anything, if the Cowboys and 49ers happen to finish with the same record at the end of the year, there's a tiebreaker for that. If you're wanting home field advantage, What's those the line sorts here? of things. Um. It's Niners minus three. Seen it. That's your guess. Three and a half. I give the hooks. Six. I think six in favor of the Niners. I've been low on just everything. You've been, you've been like three or four way off, off. On all of them. So, I I don't know what. I I think the Cowboys can play in this game. Four right now is where uh, Caesars has it at least. So four. All right, that was a lot better. <laughs> a, little, a little closer That's to That's a lot than, better. Than six. What are the percentages And I don't know say? if that line's moved. The, What's the uh, pie say? The FPI says 55% San Francisco. It's a coin flip. That game's in a neutral field. It's an absolute coin flip. Yeah. Yeah, I. so I think this is a... That means the Cowboys personnel is equal to the 49ers personnel. This figures in... coaching. <laughs> yeah. A flight to, to San Fran. Mm-hmm. Uh, get to Santa Clara, playing on the road Sunday night, be a good atmosphere. I'm sure they'll be trying to kill each other in the stands like every other NFL game. Golly, you couldn't pay me enough to be a security guard at one of these NFL games. Yeah. Um, but Vegas thinks that the personnel is pretty much squared away there, which is this should be exciting, Cowboys. I, I think it is exciting. Um, Even with a few of the injuries they've been dealing with. I guess my approach as a Cowboys fan is, man, I, I guess I I have no expectations, though, until I see you beat a good team in the regular season. Because last two years, really last three years for Dallas, the Dak Prescott approach, the Dak Prescott-led team has been kick the snot out of bad teams. And when you face anybody that's that's a real team, one of those top Worth their salt. Yeah. five to eight teams in the NFL – they lose those games or don't play well in those games. And I mean, I just, I have reruns of that, that playoff game going on in my head. And I, I know it's not exactly the same roster for the Cowboys, but both of these rosters are very similar to what they were when you played in that playoff game in Santa Clara last year. And the Cowboys offense was dismal. The, the biggest difference that you've got going is who's calling the plays for the Cowboys. That's the biggest difference, and really the offense, again, Cardinals game wasn't good, but the other games, you've scored 30-plus points in all of those those wins so far for the Cowboys, and a couple of them coming away from home. So Sorry, one of them coming away from home. So, so I don't know what to think. I, I really don't. I, on paper, you just tear these two teams down, break these two teams down. The Cowboys should be almost as good if not as good as San Francisco. But 
the the mental block or whatever else it is and seeing what the Cowboys have done in recent history tells you, hey, they're playing a good team means you should bet against the Cowboys this week. We'll see. There should be extra emphasis. I mean, if the fire should be lit for the Cowboys to want to go win this game because this is the team that's knocked you out of the playoffs two years in a row. And there's that rivalry aspect too. The history that goes on between the two teams. We'll see if any of that matters. Um, we'll have that game for you coming up on Sunday evening on Double T. Pretty sweet little treat waiting at the end of your weekend. Oh, it is pretty good. I'm hoping tech doesn't sour my weekend, so I could I could be pretty open hearted going into that one. We'll see. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is time for Ask the Benchwarmers. Bring the questions in right now. Whatever you got, thoughts, comments, questions, but mostly questions is we answer yours. He's Jeff Haxton. I'm Choice Woodman. Lucas White across the way taking care of us. Yates Flooring Center chat line, the easiest route for those questions. Tweet us at 107 The Score. Or you can uh, call us up on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. Questions for any and all of us are welcome. Handful in, not just a lot, but uh, a good variety so far. This one, the first one, Benchwarmers can tech survive as many injuries as they have on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Short answer, yes, because they've been doing it so far. You got a lot of youth over there right now, especially at the linebacker positions. Uh, Mike Dingle is a true freshman running around, but he's fast. A uh, true freshman from South Carolina. Um, ben Roberts is a freshman, but hadn't looked like a freshman. He's been very impressive for Tech, uh, replacing Jacob mm-hmm. Rodriguez. Yeah, seems like a good good young player. You've had some freshmen running around in the secondary uh, because of some injuries that have happened here and there. Rabbit got hurt last week. Um I can't think of who else has been hurt. Anyway, yeah, I think you can survive it. You don't want it to happen. You don't want a lot more of it. Um, but so far, the defense has held up. You've, again, you gave it 28 points in the first half, but then you pitched a shutout in the second half. 28 points is going, uh, I, I won't say is going to, 28 points. Not on the road. If you give up 28 points in a Big 12 game, you should expect to win that more often than not. Right? More often than not, you should expect to win games. Not say it every time around, but 28. No, oh, 28 scares me a little bit. I remember back when yeah, you know, so you're like you're yeah, going you, like 36. But you just started your sentence the way. Back that, when, yes. Yeah, I mean. But I remember back when it's like 36 and like, oh, if we can get down that 34, 33 points per game, <laughs> we feel good. We feel real good. But. Yeah, thing, times have changed. Things have changed. 28's, I guess, somewhat of a high number, but I, I think Texas Tech should, not has, but should have the offense to be able to score more than 28 a game and uh, and and expect that to be good enough. Um, Who are the – here's this one. Who are the starting five for the men's basketball team? 
been asked that a couple of times. It's been a while for that question. Starting five for basketball. Who's who's your kind of lock so far? Pop. Pop is a lock, and then Washington, Warren, big guy, right? Big, that's a lock. Yeah, big big Warren. See, you've already got me. No, no, mixing up the Washingtons. Lamar, Lamar Washington. No, no, Warren, your seven footer. Lamar Washington could start. He could. He could. But Cambridge. Those, those are your two feels like they're the lock the locks for the starting lineup. Yeah. Uh Devin Cambridge. Do I have the name right? I think that's right. No, we're going we're going off the heasy here. Um probably helped to pull up a roster. Yeah, I did that last time and I had a lot more success. Could you pull it up? I'm getting it as we speak. Yeah. Um that's not right. there. I I clicked baseball. It would help if I clicked basketball. <laughs> yes. I'm like, why is Gage Harrelson on the basketball team? <laughs> so you got Chance McMillan, Lamar Washington, Pop McMillan's. McMillan's your ah. your sharpshooter from Grand Canyon. Joe Toussaint, no. Jack Francis, Drew Steffi, which it sounds like Steffi is Washington. Is uh, Kyron Lindsay, Warren Washington, Yalaho, the. Finished dude, Kerwin, Robert Jennings, Devin Cambridge. So, you, well, you got Pop, Warren Washington, McMillan, McMillan, Cambridge. Cambridge. Who's your, I guess, other guard? Either Sassant or Lamar. Okay. Sassant or Lamar. Yeah, we're, I was going to say we're a long ways out. We're not that long out. 30, we're, we're almost a month away. 34 days. I mean, we're less than a month away from that that um, scrimmage, the the exhibition in, in Denton. Denton. That's 25 days. 25 days out, yeah. Uh, Drew Steffi, it sounds like he's getting some run. I don't know what, what it's going to look like true freshman year, but it sounds like he's practicing well. We may see him a little bit true freshman year. Don't know. Interested to see what Kyron Lindsay is. I mean, he's athletic and... Should be able to play defense, but six eight sophomore, we'll we'll see. I the more I look down up and down this roster, I think the more I do get excited. There's there's definitely potential there. But I don't know I don't know. I guess my question is do you have one of those a guy that can go win basketball games in the Big Twelve if you need them to win? Think and that's be, my question. I think it might be Toussaint. <clears throat> Toussaint? Might be I mean Pop might be it too. I mean yeah. we Remember how much she leaned on him as a true freshman last year, too. So Pop Isaacs might be there with a little more maturity, maybe some better shot selection. Yeah, I think there's excitement for that team and for good reason. Benchwarmers, if a cloudy if cloudy with a chance of meatballs was possible, what food would you want to fall from the sky and would you actually eat it? Hideaway pizza. <laughs> By the way, hideaway's coming to the Metroplex. Oh. Did you know but that? You, but you don't like the other it's fine. Satellite no, branches, if it's, right? If it's there, and that's only, still better than that's, it's better than any other thing. Okay, that because that's the only thing I've had. I had the satellite branch, and like I think I was in Tulsa. Maybe I was. Yeah. Okay. See, one or the other, and it was good. I really did enjoy it. Get the thin crust. That hand tossed crap is a freaking sin. It's an absolute it's a, sin. It's a sin. It is an embarrassment, an abomination. Get out of here with your hand. To the hideaway crap. world, your hand toss stuff needs. And I, it's it's infiltrated my family, and it ticks me off. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna get hideaway. Because the thin, 
It's not really thin, yeah. but it's like the one in Stillwater. It's dang close. The hand toss is way too thick. It's just fluffy and airy oh, okay. and garbage. Okay. It ticks me off. <laughs> what? what, you, what, what who says ab- Hacks isn't passionate? What about an abomination! <laughs> Hacks is passionate about. I grew up eating that pizza crust. with my grandma best, and we'd get pepperoni what, and jalapeno. What part of Metroplex? Uh, Plano. How have you not got them to Lubbock by now? I mean, you should have been the one that... Well, Brahms already followed me. Okay. Start, bench, cut. Pancakes, waffles, French toast. French toast is cut a million times. Whoa! Way gone. Not even considered. Um, Waffle start, pancake on the bench. Waffle start, French toast, bench. Get out of here, pancakes. I mean... I already have the waffles with the syrup pockets. Bench Critters, is the Baylor quarterback going to pick apart our young linebackers like Donnie did in the first half? I think you saw a simplified defense. And we've heard DeRuder talk about this in the past. Where I kept looking up to the press box going, Tim? Tim? Are we going to tackle today? Tim? <laughs> well, I mean, Tim? That, that's what it came down to is you just tackled poorly in the first poorly. half. Got better in the second half. So, And Donovan Smith made plays. Like he went and made plays. You got to give him some credit. For, you got to give him a lot of credit for the game. So Blake Shapen largely has not been that great. Looked really good in the second half against UCF. His overall career at Baylor is not that impressive, but he looked great against you last year. So I, I it was know. awesome to see the complete turn one eighty from running guys running free, the ability to run the football, all of it turned around, and then once you got ahead. Yeah, two scores. They started to abandon the run. They got one dimensional, and you were able to put it on them that way. Yep. So answer the question. I don't think he's going to pick you apart, but he's going to have some success. Uh, bench warmers. This is from Trey. Who will be the ace pitcher for the staff this year? Man, I I couldn't even tell you. It's not Mason Molina. It's uh. Let's see, this is what happens when you ask us a baseball question. Before basketball seasons and with thirty seconds left in the show, um, it's uh, can't I think of his name right now? I got volleyball tonight. I'm sorry, brains are are more shot. Kyle Robinson, that's your ace. K Rob, that's right. Kyle Robinson's your ace. Oh yeah, but I think you're going to get give me some of him on the bump. I think you're going to get good years out of Zane Petty. Zane Petty's improved a lot. I think you're going to get good years out of out of a lot of guys, and and you're bringing in some nice ones too. So, Erdman might may take a step. Yeah, and don't forward. sleep on these names that you might hear, and you're like, eh. Yeah, man, guys. A lot of times you need you to make. That yeah, I mean, year one to year you need two, that. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, Sublette Montgomery type jump. Yep, that's it for us. Appreciate you joining us for Hacks and Lucas on Choice. It's been the end of the bench. On 100.7 score, go Rangers. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.